and one man says to the other opposite him, he said, what's that package above your head there? And the other man said, oh, that, that's a MacGuffin. Oh, that's a MacGuffin. You're listening to Chains, a MacGuffin podcast by Alex de Maziak about Amsterdam's municipal pawn shop. Episode 4. The Price of Gold. This is the same appraiser as last episode at the Satsang van Lening. What would you like to pawn? She's speaking to another customer. The customer wants to pawn the same necklace he pawned last time. As per usual... She takes a look at the item and looks up for how much it was previously pawned. You're probably allowed a little more. This customer says, the more he can get, the better. The Stasbank uses a calculation that fluctuates and with which they figure out how much money they can lend and what the interest rate on it will be. This calculation is primarily based on the price of gold. So when the price of gold does go up, as a customer, you're in luck and you can get more on the same piece of jewelry. Do you hear that sound? She's assaying the necklace, determining whether it's real gold and then also assessing how many carats it has. For this, the appraisers use a black touchstone. This is Glenn, also an appraiser, and showing me how it's done. He's drawing a line on the touchstone with a necklace, and it leaves a visible golden mark. On his desk, you can find an array of glass bottles marked with the number of carats. Each carat has its own bottle and corresponding acid. And over that small mark, Glenn drips a tiny drop of acid. And different carats react differently to those acids, helping the appraisers determine the purity of the jewelry. This is an ancient and quite reliable testing method. Glenn has been working at the Stadsbank for over 30 years, so the touchstone is just one of many tricks he has up his sleeve. Another one is listening to the sound the jewelry makes when it's rubbed on a hard surface. It sounds really like metal. Whereas if you put this on it, you hear a completely different sound. Can you hear it? So soft. And the softness of that sound indicates it's real gold. In the meantime, his colleague is done with her appraisal. Today, she can give the customer 1,280 euros. 
This is a couple, and they just picked up her earrings. They're beautiful gold rings with five bubbles that move back and forth, sort of Hindustani. They've been going to the Stadtbank for a long time. Now I have money again. I've invested also in gold. If you have gold, you always have something in reserve. Silver can bring you a lot, but not as much. And the price of gold has gone up three times now. So I pawned some things, then I got some back. Then I went and repawned the rest to get a much higher amount. Then the price went up again three weeks ago. So it's very expensive to buy now, but good to pawn. He tells us where they both are from. Well, I'm Suriname. She's a Dutch woman born in Heschel? No, Amsterdam? I was born in Suriname. And there was a pawn shop there too. For me, my experience with Stadtbank Valenen is that is. Vanaf mijn kleinste kleine kleine klein kind als het ware heb je dat meegekregen in Suriname. Daar was het dan geen stadsbank van lenen, maar daar heet het It wasn't a stadsbank though, but it was called Pondhouse. Het zijn het zijn mensen met een hart die hier werken. They are people with heart who work here. Ze willen altijd helpen. They always want to help, but sometimes they can't. En dan is dat spul niet waardevast genoeg om je because the items are not stable enough in value. They also would prefer that you redeem your things, because otherwise they're stuck with it. They only want to earn their interest and that's enough for them. As a customer, it also means that sometimes you have no money and you can't pay the interest, so you lose your jewelry. They keep you informed, though, saying, look, your loan expires soon, so you have to collect it. Otherwise, we're going to sell it. When that day passes, you really lose it completely. Even then, though, they can sometimes let you pay off the interest after the time's expired. And if you call and say, I'm in hospital, I can't come over, there is a goodwill arrangement to help you out. As my partner said, they really have a heart here. The Stadsbank used to have many locations in Amsterdam, and now this is the only one, right? But here, 
you get the most money. You always got less on the Albert Coat than here. Because those people sometimes give you a higher price because they're nicer here. The price of gold fluctuates all the time. Today is 10 cents more expensive. Tomorrow is 20 cents more expensive. So then they give you the upper range because you have to go and pay it back anyway. The Sussbank used to have many locations. At some point, they even had up to 24, scattered throughout Amsterdam. These customers used to go to the Stadsbank on the Albert Kuip Street, a busy shopping area in the center of Amsterdam, which closed down a few years ago. On the Albert Kuip, the Stadsbank had enough room to house all sorts of pawns. Tanya and Greet take us back. Musical instruments. Bikes, phones, cameras, anything of any value you could pawn at bank full. You had one entrance for the gold and silver, and another for drum kits, guitars, bikes, TVs, everything. But over the years, musical instruments and bikes got too cumbersome. And that pawn shop's closed down. Yeah, not so long ago. How many years would it be? Five, six, longer even. And then we switched to just jewelry. Was there a specific reason for the switch? I think we had too little space, and that's probably a money issue too. Things lose value pretty quickly. Games, consoles, phones, laptops. The value drops so fast. So it's a lot of work for not much money. But that's what the pawn shop is all about. People even used to bring in their suits, right? Yeah. Sunday suits were brought in on Monday. And then people would get a bit of cash during the week and collect them on Friday, for example. Then they come to pawn them again on Monday. This is Louis, also an appraiser. When we had five in 2012, that was the highest ever total payout. Because of the high price of gold, it went up to 40 euros per gram. We also had an increase in gold price once in 1980 when it went up to 40,000 guilders per kilo. Do you know why the price of gold was so high back then? It has to do with the economy, of course. That's the case again now. 
The economy. It goes up, it goes down. Tanya is explaining how back in 2013, platinum was worth more than gold. And right now, it's the exact opposite. As Reet tells us, the worse the state of affairs in the world, the more the price of gold rises. But other factors also come into play, as Louis explains. That means that the economy is not so good, that they will invest in oil or other things. When the economy is not going so well, when the economy is not going so well, Instead of investing in oil or other things, people start investing in gold. And what you also see is also there are very few houses closed and very little interest. You also see it when there are lots of marriages and there's a demand for gold. And for all, is India there a great India, in particular, is a big player in that. They use a lot of gold at weddings. Gold at weddings. Dus die prijs gaat dan weer. So the price goes back and forth. De uh, wereldgoudprijs, laten we dan maar zeggen. Want als daar veel the world gold price, let's say. Natuurlijk groter en het middel is Because when a lot is sold there, demand naturally increases and the resource is more scarce. Dus krijg je een opdrijving van de so prijs. So the price is driven up. Dus de gewone economische beweging. It's normal economic movement. On the street, the customer tells more about when he was growing up, about his mother in Suriname. She used to work at the Panthouse, which is the Surinamese equivalent of the Satsbank. She was kind of a cleaner. But she was also trading a bit. That's what people used to do with my mum. They'd come with stolen jewelry because they didn't want to pawn it under their own name. They'd ask her if she'd pawn a piece of jewelry, give her 10% or 20%. As a cleaner, you're going to do that, right? Get a little extra cash. That's how she ended up in jail once. <laughs> I didn't see my mother for 30 days. I think, where is that woman now? I don't see her coming home. Money is life. Stay alive. Make it rain. <laughs> All right, okay. This was the second to last episode of Chains. In the fifth and final installment, Marike, the manager of the Stadsbank, will tell us all about its future. Having gradually expanded and then reduced in size over the lifespan of its 400 plus years, this institution is facing some challenges. Just like the price of gold, the Stadswalk is contingent on a big and fluctuating ecosystem of people and policies. 
on mcguffingmagazine.com forward slash podcast. You can find some more information and images we've collected along the way of the Staatsbank van Learning and its environment. Chains is written, directed and edited by Alix Demasiak. Voiceover and copy editing by Sikum Chung. Soundscape by Natalie Braus. Sound mix by Tom Hrauch. Translation by Jack Eden. Many thanks to Staatsbank van Lening and their customers for their help.